Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the three archangels as we pick up in Revelation chapter 12, verse 2. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. There were probably three angels created in the highest order of angelic beings called the archangels. They were of the cherubim class of angels, but three special, and that was Gabriel, Lucifer, and Michael. And that they each probably had under their authority a third of the angelic host. And those that were under Lucifer's authority, when he rebelled against God, joined in his rebellion. With his tail, he drew a third part of the stars of heaven. Now, when this happened, we don't know. Where in prehistory this took place, we don't know. Before the world existed, no doubt, this rebellion took place of these angels. Prior to his rebellion, Satan was a perfect model. Ezekiel said he was perfect in wisdom, perfect in beauty, perfect in all of his ways until the day that iniquity was found in him, Ezekiel 28. Isaiah 14 tells us that pride filled his heart. He said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of heaven. I will sit in the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the clouds. I will be like the Most High. I'll be like God. And yet art thou cast down. There will be a time when you will actually see Satan one day and you'll be amazed. You say, is that the critter that caused us so much trouble? (laughs) Isaiah 14 tells us that. So there appeared this other wonder in heaven, this red dragon, the seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns upon his head. We are reminded of the descriptions of the Antichrist, who is the embodiment of Satan, his tail drawing a third part of the stars. She brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. When Jesus comes to establish his reign and kingdom, he'll rule the world with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And that's where he is right now. Jesus has been caught up into heaven. He ascended into heaven. Luke records it in his gospel as do other gospels. And he is there now sitting on his throne waiting for the Father to put all things in subjection unto him. So the woman brought forth the child. He was caught up to God and to his throne. Now we move into the future. The woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her for 1,260 days. They asked Jesus, what will be the sign of your coming, the end of the world? And Jesus began to give them the signs of his coming and of the end of the world. And he said, now when you see the abomination that was spoken of by Daniel the prophet, the abomination of desolation, then flee to the wilderness. If you're on your housetop, don't even bother to get your coat going through. 
Get out of there as quick as you can. If you're out in the field, don't even go home. Split. Get down to the wilderness. The abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, what is it? When the temple is rebuilt and that worship reestablished, after three and a half years, or three and a half years into the seven-year cycle, in the midst of the seven-year cycle, not three and a half years after the temple has been built and, re and worship reestablished, that will happen. It may be just a very short time after worship is established. It could be it'll take them three years to build it. The Antichrist will come to Jerusalem, and he will go into the Holy of Holies of this rebuilt temple, and there he will proclaim that he is God, and he will demand that they worship him as God. This is the abomination of desolation that Daniel speaks about. Now Jesus said, when you see this abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, let him who reads understands. That's what it's all about. The Antichrist coming to the temple, stopping the worship, standing in the Holy of Holies, proclaiming himself to be God. At that point, Jesus said, flee. Don't stop for anything. Get out of there. So the woman flees to the wilderness that she should be taken care of, the place prepared of God, that they should feed her for 1,260 days or through the last three and a half years of the seven-year cycle. Now, this wilderness place is probably the rock city of Petra, south and east of the Dead Sea. For in Isaiah, the 16th chapter, God says to Moab, which is present-day Jordan, open up your borders and receive my people. Shelter them in Petra until the tribulation is complete. So until the indignation be overpassed, indignation is the Old Testament word for the great tribulation. So they'll flee to the rock city of Petra, where God will take care of them for three and a half years. Now, uh, well, how could you know, God take care of them there? Well, he took care of them for 40 years in the wilderness before. Fed them manna. He could feed them manna again. I mean, God had no problem feeding people. He fed Elijah with ravens. Ravens brought his food. So God will take care of them for three and a half years. Now, there was then war in heaven. And Michael and his angels fought with, against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. So you see, the dragon also has angels, the third part. So he has a great force of angels. And he prevailed not, that is, or they prevailed not, the dragon and his angels, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Now, at the present time, Satan does have access to heaven. And he goes up there just to harass us before God. Look at that fellow down there. It's supposed to be your servant. Did you see what he did last week? No good, you know. Accusing you before God. What a rascal. We have a picture of it in the book of Job. 
The sons of God were presenting themselves to God, and Satan also came with them. And God said to Satan, hey, where you been? Been going up and down throughout the earth, to and fro through it. Oh, hey, have you seen my servant Job? Consider my servant Job. He's a good man. Loves me, hates evil. Perfect, isn't he? I've seen that character. And I've also seen how you blessed him. Man, you've given that guy everything anybody could want. Hey, who wouldn't serve you? You know, when you're blessed like that, you'd be a fool not to serve you. Let me take away those things that you've given to him. He'll curse you to your face. Accusing Job of being a mercenary, serving God for the prophet. God said, all right, go ahead. Don't touch him. Strip him if you want. So Satan began to strip Job until he wiped him out completely, financially, totally wiped out. And Job fell on his face and worshiped God and said, hey, I came into the world naked. Look, it's like I'm going out naked, you know. The Lord has given. The Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all of these things, Job did not curse God nor charge God foolishly. So the sons of God again were presenting themselves to God. Satan came with them and God said, hey, where you been? He said, oh, I've been going around the earth, up and down to and fro through it. Hey, hey, consider my servant Job. Good man. In spite of all that you did, he maintained his integrity. Oh, yeah, but you wouldn't let me touch him. Let me touch him. Skin for skin, all a man has will he give for his life, you know. God said, all right, you can afflict him, but don't kill him. The limitations God placed upon him. Job was afflicted with boils, covered, had to lie in the ashes. His wife saw his miserable condition and said, honey, why don't you just curse God and die? I mean, horrible. His friends came. They couldn't understand his plight. They began to accuse him falsely of all kinds of secret sins. But Satan, you see, was accusing the brethren. That's, that's what he's doing up there. He does have access into heaven. But here, shortly, he's going to get kicked out. Michael and his angels are going to fight against him, going to prevail against him, and he's going to be cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. And what a deceiver he is. Now, because man does not want the truth, God allows man to be deceived. God allows deception. You don't want to believe the truth, then don't. And God allow you to believe some crazy, harebrained tale if you don't want to. You don't really want to believe God created the earth. You don't want to believe God created you. You don't want to believe that God designed your eyes in such a glorious way, the optic nerves and, and the whole system of, of sight. You don't want to believe that that's a creation. All right, then believe a wild yarn that a worm <laughs> coming out of the ooze got burned on the forehead with the sun. It wasn't really a forehead then, just the upper part of the anatomy. Formed a freckle. Mutations. And over the process of millions of years, this freckle formed into an eye. 
with all the, the intricate aspects of an eye, the nerves transmitting the message, the vibrations into the brain, able to interpret it, and the movement and so forth. Marvelous. Yarn. Story. That deluded men called scientists believe. You tell that to your kids, they won't believe it. So a person doesn't want to believe the truth, God lets them believe a lie, as, as preposterous as a lie may be. Because they worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forevermore, God gave them over to reprobate minds. They believed the lie rather than the truth. You don't want to retain God in your mind? God will give you over to a reprobate mind. You don't know and to believe the truth? God will let you believe a lie. We read that the Antichrist is going to bring a strong delusion on the people that those who did not want to believe the truth will believe the great lie of the Antichrist. Jesus said, I came in my Father's name. You didn't receive me. Another one's going to come in his own name. Him you will receive. You don't want to receive the truth? Then you'll receive the lie. The deceiver who has deceived the world Make sure you haven't been deceived by Satan. Boy, check out. And make sure that Satan hasn't deceived you in turning you away from God and the truth and the love of God that he has for you in Christ. He was cast out into the earth. His angels were cast out with him. <laughs> and heaven now being rid of this creature... I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night, continually accusing us. And they overcame him the brethren being accused by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. So we have victory over Satan through the blood of Jesus Christ, the fact that we've been redeemed, purchased. I am a debtor, Paul said, not to live any longer after the flesh, not to the flesh to live after it, but to the Spirit. Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? You've been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit which are his. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. The old nature, the old life was worthless. It's dead. We count it dead. We reckon it to be dead that we might live this new life after Christ in the spirit. Our testimony is that of redemption through the blood of Jesus, the new life, the new nature that we have in him. And so redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, the testimony of that redemption, we overcome Satan. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Satan's been cast out. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath because he knows he has but a short time. In just 
about three and a half years, he's going to get chained and placed in the abuso. So he's angry, he's upset, he's been defeated, and he's going to take it out upon those that live upon the earth at that time. Now, when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman, or Israel. So Israel, again, is, is going to be facing a time of persecution. These people who have gone through, historically, such tremendous persecution, the Inquisition in Spain, the slaughter by Hitler, the persecution in Russia. These people have had such a tremendous share of persecution. There are people who hate them that don't even know why they hate them. Anti-Semitism is, is an evil, wicked thing, but it is so prevalent. The tragedy is that they have yet more persecution to go through. Satan is going to seek to persecute the woman which brought forth the man-child. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for time, times, and a half of a time. Time is a year, times two years, half time would be, of course, a half a year, so two, three and a half years, 1,260 days, from the face of the serpent. Now, the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood, that is an army after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. So the army that pursues after Israel will be destroyed as, as the earth opens up. Uh, during the time of Moses, when Korah came and said, hey, you've taken too much on yourself, making your brother, you know, the one who offers sacrifices. We're Levites. We have just as much right as does Aaron. And, and Moses took the rods and set them before the Lord. And then the next day, after Aaron's rod had budded, said, okay, Korah, you and your buddies stand out there. If God's in this thing, let the earth open up and swallow you guys whole right down into the pit. And the earth opened up and Korah and his buddies went on down. So here again, the earth will open up. Actually, this great rift of which they call the Jordan Valley, of which the Dead Sea is a part, and of course the city of Petra is there on the other side. This great rift, they believe, was caused by a tremendous earthquake, seismic uh, movement and all. And, and of course, it's, it's the greatest rift in the world. The, the Dead Sea is 1,300 feet below sea level. And it's called the Great African Rift. It goes from Syria on down into Africa. And so it is a place of historic, cataclysmic earthquakes and, and fire and brimstone that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and so again, even as Mount St. Helens lay dormant for 137 years and then suddenly popped, this area going to just open up close up again and the army that is pursuing Israel will be swallowed. The dragon was angry with the woman and he went to make war with the remnant of her seed which kept the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. And so chapter 13 or chapter 12 deals with these interesting little vignettes into aspects of the past and future. 
As we get into chapter 13 next, we get into the Antichrist, and we'll get some historic background on him as we take a look at this man who I believe to be alive on the world today. And I believe that he's about ready to take over, and the only thing that's keeping him from taking over is the presence of the church. But I believe that the earth is ready for him, ready to receive him, and that he is ready to establish his kingdom, his reign over the earth, and that he probably is already involved in world politics. I don't know who he is. I'm not going to even guess who he is. But I do believe that we are at that time where he does exist and probably actively involved in world politics and will be taking over as soon as the church is gone. return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Revelation on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Revelation 12 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you and give you a beautiful week. May you enjoy his presence and his fellowship as you walk with him. May the Spirit of God give you strength and power in your inner man. May he help you to begin to comprehend how much God does love you, how much God cares for each one of you. May you come into a new, rich, love relationship with Jesus Christ where your heart burns with passion for Him and for the things of the Spirit. May you be enriched in His fullness. May the Lord watch over and keep you in Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Through the course of the years, you, our radio listeners, have provided us with valuable feedback as to what has impacted you the most, or what has moved you spiritually in your walk with God. So it's with great pleasure that The Word for Today is pleased to offer you a collection of all-time favorites entitled Pastor Chuck Smith's Most Requested Bible Studies. These messages were selected from thousands of studies that were recorded live at Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa over the past 40 years. 
They represent the very best Bible studies by Pastor Chuck Smith. Every message is dynamic and filled with rich insights as Pastor Chuck expounds upon relevant issues on a variety of topics related to the Christian faith. This series will strengthen and inspire you to diligently study the Word of God and apply it to your life. You can order a copy of Pastor Chuck's most requested Bible studies available on MP3 by calling the Word for Today at 1-800-272-9673 or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.